when you hear the horns and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. And don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. And we got folks from Cozine Memorial Group. That's right. You know, we have Ashley with us today, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his business and tell us his story. Ashley, tell us, you know, the title, um, your title and the name of your business. Well, People in Wichita know our family, but they may know Broadway Mortuary is a longer uh, business here in Wichita. Um, Broadway Mortuary began in, the roots go back to 1913 here in Wichita. And so it's it's a pretty long, long history within our community. But in about 2008, we added Cozy and Memorial Group because we had plans to expand and to diversify. And so that's that's what we call our company now is Cozy and Memorial Group. And my name's Ashley Cozy and I'm, I serve as president of the company. You are the president. Yes. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. So you, in 2013, you decided to expand and diversify. What does that mean? How do you dis- expand and diversify in your business? Well, you know, for us, we, we obviously have a long history of, of funeral service uh, with the funeral home Broadway Mortuary. And so I think um, actually in about 1995, uh, we bought property out in Northeast Wichita, uh, my dad and I were in business, Bill Cozine and I were in business together, and we really saw the need to be able to expand our offerings. And so we purchased about 75 acres to build a new cemetery, which is called Kensington Gardens. Mm. And so that was quite a, I was actually, it's interesting, I was working on my MBA at the time at Friends University. And so I actually had, I told people I had a life experience, mm. <laughs> real hands-on experience of starting a brand new business during my MBA, but we started that uh, in 1995. Back then, there was literally nothing in that area of Wichita. And I I remember dad and I for probably a good six or seven years almost wondered if we bought land too far out. Mm -hmm. So that would be right inside K96, if you can picture that on 21st Street. Right. And, um, but it was a two lane road. And when we bought the land and uh, it took a while, George Laham, you know, put in that super target. And that's when things started. It slowly started to begin to take off out there. And so I think from that beginning, we we always knew we wanted to put in a funeral home at that location is, you know, and expand our business and um, and diversify by obviously offering different services as well out there with the cemetery and funeral home and crematory, which we put out there. But it was really about um, 2005 or so, you know, even then there weren't, there wasn't a lot out there. And so I personally kind of took a little sidetrack. I, I was really involved with our national association, the National Funeral Directors Association, was on the board for that for about seven years, served as president. And so I got to travel a lot and around the country and see different places. And obviously I was in a lot of different um, conference centers and hotels and places like that. And so at that time, I really, the, the vision for our building that we're building out there right now, which is called Cozy and Life Event Center, uh, started to shape and to, um, you know, it really went from the potential of being a funeral home or mortuary into more of a venue that we could 
really do anything, you know, that we, you know, we're able to. And so that would potentially include, you know, obviously celebration of lives and funerals, memorial services, things like that, but also uh, weddings, um, receptions, things like that, which is funny because we built, we started building in um, August of 2020. And uh, when we broke ground, there was an article in the business journal and it talked about the diversification of what we were trying to do with our services out there. And uh, people would say to me, well, you're never going to have a wedding reception at a funeral home. Right, yeah. And and I said, well, it's not a funeral home. It's a life event center. It's a venue. Mm. And, uh, you know, they'd say, well, you're never going to have a a wedding or anything like that at a cemetery. And I said, it's not in the cemetery. It's next to the cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) And so so it's interesting because as as we've been building this past year and people are seeing, you know, the, the building going up, we've had probably about eight or nine calls for wedding receptions. And that's kind of sight unseen. They haven't even been in the building. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun to see those dreams and things come together and then actually work out. So we're about a month away. We are, we're having a ribbon cutting cutting in uh, September. September 17th is the date for that. And uh, I'm really excited to open it up to the public and let them see what we're doing. Because I think people are really going to appreciate it and, and enjoy it. Well, that is exciting. Yeah, and it is and exciting. That, you know, it's uh, people saying, you know, you're not going to be able to have a wedding in the cemetery. Well, ma'am, it's not in the cemetery. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting along that note is there's that we're actually closer to two hotels that are right next to our mm-hmm. building. And they're really excited because they don't have the facility space right. to host right. events or anything. And, you know, they get calls every week about like even like a business conference or something mm-hmm. like that. And so they actually approached us. We, You know, I, I was thinking, well, we're going to have to do the sell here. And, you know, they're going to have to see what we're doing and, you know, kind of motivate them to want to be interested in our facilities. And they actually came to us and we're like, we are super excited to have you next to us. And I said, but, but we're no, I didn't say we're a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go that way. That, that is, so, you know, that's wonderful because uh, having the foresight and being bold enough to come up with such a concept, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I wanted to know when you said we wanted to diversify right. and expand, what that meant for you because yeah. no one would ever think. No, you're right. Uh, so, so kind of to to answer your question in a roundabout way, probably ten years ago, I was posed with a question: you know, Who is your biggest competitor as a funeral home? And obviously you would think, well, another funeral home in our community. And the person I was talking to said, it's actually going to be, you know, in in the future, they saw, they said, we see it being more like a venue, like a Marriott or something like that. And, you know, you could say, well, how is that? And they said, you know, because people, I think all you have to think about is right now, how many people say, I don't want a funeral, I want a celebration yeah. of life. Correct. And that, we're seeing that more and more and more. And so when you think about that, you know, a celebration of life is not a traditional funeral service like a lot of people think, where it could be at a church or in a chapel, at a mortuary with pews and, you know, kind of that traditional setting. So I really, you know, was um, caught by that question when they posed that. And I thought, you know, how do I compete with that kind of venue as Broadway Mortuary, which has been, you know, in the same location since 1938? And I thought, you know, because that's known as a funeral home or a mortuary. And it, you know, that's... I can't break that. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a big marketing, op- you know, challenge. Yep. And so that's when my wheels started kind of turning, and I thought, okay, I'm going to look at this completely different. You know, how how do I build something that is a venue that is more like a hotel or other type setting? And that's where I, you know, when I was traveling around the country with the National Funeral Directors Association, I would literally go to different places, and even the hotels we were staying at, like I mentioned before, you know, I'd really start taking notes and say, okay 
what what's the layout here you know that is really conducive to it to it you know any type of event and um and and that's another thing too i think you know our kind of our tagline that we've used is celebrate the seasons of life and so yeah. you know there you know and i think death is obviously a very difficult thing for all of us but it is part of life and just like a wedding or you know a graduation or anything like that and so i kind of took the glasses off and started looking at it more like okay it's part of life it's mm-hmm. it is truly an event that you know we're all going to go through and so I thought, you know, how do how do I create this environment that is really comfortable? It's a, you know, it doesn't, you know, feel and look like a funeral home. It, right. It's a place where people walk in and go, wow, this is beautiful. And this is really um, comforting. And, you know, we're really focused on hospitality and just some of the details and things that we're putting in. So I'm really excited. I mean, there's, there are other funeral homes, you know, around the country that might offer food and drink and things like that. But it is, you know, either in the funeral home or it's a, it's like a standalone building that's out in their parking lot that's still connected to the funeral home. And so I thought I'm going to just go a little bit further down the road and just really, truly make it a venue. So I'm sold and ready to <clears throat> receive my deep discount when I want to <laughs> celebrate one of the seasons of my life. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? You call me. All right. oh, the, yeah, she's off the chain as usual. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like you're transformational versus being transactional. So, I mean, well, we don't go to church the same way as we no, did. Right. Everything's and, different. Yeah, everything's evolving. Yeah, I know. Just briefly, take us back in time <clears throat> of your of the Broadway story because, yeah. I mean, it's not my story to tell, but I read it and I said, oh, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And some people might recognize some of the names you've been. Uh, I mean, the first name of the, of the business is just Back in 1913, it yeah. had that kind of name. Right. But if you can go with the name and your partners back in right. the day and no, stuff that's like great. that. No, that's great. So in 1913, it actually began as City Undertaking Company. That's, I mean, that's, that's about great. as funeral as you get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like what you hear on Gunsmoke. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, that building, is it's actually 922 East Douglas. So it's part of Old Town. And it's... Um, it's, it's, you know, every time I drive by there, I keep thinking, like, I cannot believe it all started right here, which right. is really cool. And then um, it was in that building for quite a while. It was owned by a gentleman named Earl Martin and Charles Leahy. And so they were, you know, I assume friends and went into business together and had city undertaking for a number of years. And then I think they, I don't know what year it was, but they kind of changed the name to Martin or Leahy and Martin, mm-hmm. which probably was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then they moved to, I think it's 1420 East Douglas. It used to be the Color King building right there on the corner. And um, it's, uh, you know, that building actually looks very much like the old Broadway mortuary building at 1147 South Broadway mm-hmm. that we're at currently. Um, and so in 1938, their partnership dissolved and Mr. Martin built Broadway mortuary and then my grandfather and a partner, Dick Morris, bought the building in 19, or bought the business in 1951 from Mr. Martin. And so that's where our family kind of started into. So we're, what's really kind of neat for me is um, we're opening our new building here in a month, which is 2021. And my dad or my grandfather bought the business from Mr. Martin in 1951. So yeah. it's this kind of our 70 year anniversary. I got to think of something to do in 70 more years. But, <laughs> nice. But um, so there's there's some kind of neat history there. And then my grandfather um, ran the business with Mr. Uh, Morris. He passed away. My uh, Mr. Morris passed away in 1964. My dad, Bill Cozine, was 
at law school at Washburn at the time. And my grandfather said, hey, can you help me out? I need, need help with the family business. And so dad left law school and ended up going to mortuary school in Texas and Dallas. And he married my mom about that time, came back to Wichita in about 65, and then has been in business until just recently. Um, and I was in business. I, you know, our family has lived in Wichita five generations. So, mm-hmm. when, you know, when you talk about love in Wichita, right. I mean, Wichita is home. I mean, deep, deep to my roots. And um, anyway, I was at, um, I went to Capon, Mount Carmel High School and graduated and went to KU for graduate school and then went over to school in England. And I was over in graduate school there and my parents came to visit me with my sister. And um, about four days later, Broadway Mortuary had a fire. So that was the very end of the year in 1990. And so I left school there, came home and helped dad rebuild basically. I was home for about a year and a half and really, you know, that that was another kind of MBA, mini MBA, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. building a business from scratch, like literally, you know, the wow. building itself and just going through all that time. And, um, you know, that, that was a, a big challenge in many ways, but it taught me a lot. And it, it kind of, I think at the time really made me realize this is what I want to do with my life. And so I was able to go back to school in England, graduated, came home, um, got married and the rest is history. Here I am today. Excellent. It's so, a it's a great story. I mean, wow. How do you define success as an entrepreneur? That's a great question. You know, I think um, living in Wichita my whole life, you know, I, I don't know that I think of myself as an entrepreneur, but I guess in a way, you know, starting new things is, that is entrepreneurism. I think when you live in Wichita, as long as we've lived and known the families that we've known, the, you know, Coleman's and the Cokes and all mm-hmm. those families, I mean, they're so inspirational. Those stories are really inspirational to me and to see what, you know, Frank and Dan Carney did. And I mean, all, I mean, the list is, is limitless, you know? And so to see all that is really inspiring to me personally. And I think, you know, I think that I really focus on excellence in what I do. I try to, I think that it, you know, there's a quote that says excellence honors God and inspires man. And I really believe that. And I think that if you're, if that's, you know, if you're living that kind of life and trying to be excellent in all you do, I think success is kind of just becomes part of that, you know, it follows that. Wow. You know, I think with what I do personally, just meeting with families, I think, you know, I try to give them my best and um, you realize, especially with funeral service, I always tell our staff, there's no do-overs. And so, you know, if I had a service done for your mom and we really did a terrible job. I can't say, Don, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let's redo this next Friday. You know, you, you can't. Right. There's a one time to do it. So that's why excellence and details and things like that are really important to me because I want to get it right. Because a lot of the families we take care of are people I've known forever. They're, they're family friends or, or they have a connection to family friends. And that's what, you know, living in Wichita so long, that's really important to us. Ashley, it's interesting to me. So when you went to England, when you were at Oxford, mm-hmm. you had no idea that you wanted to do this line of work. Or- I, I, I kind of thought maybe someday I might, but I didn't know that it would be as soon as it was. <laughs> it wasn't until you had to come back and yeah. help your father yeah. for that year and a half. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. I think it clicked. I was home. Yeah. And I, you know, I was helping him rebuild and, you know, I wasn't necessarily meeting with families and things like that because I wasn't a funeral director, but I got a real good inside look at this is what it takes to run a family business. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, all these things kind of stack up and this is what I want to do. 
And you've been doing that ever since, right? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious to know, do you feel as if you have your own personal brand or is it connected and one and the same as the business brand? That's a great question. That is um, a question. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, when we started calling our company Cozine Memorial Group, you know, we did that because we knew we wanted to expand and it didn't make sense having like an east side location, you know, and calling it Broadway Mortuary because that is definitely a location, mm -hmm. you know, and we weren't going to call it Broadway Mortuary East necessarily. But as we've, if we, as we've had Cozine Memorial Group, you realize that kind of Cozine has kind of become a brand in a sense in Wichita. And, and um, you know, it's weird because it's my, it's my identity too, yeah, yeah. you know, and people will say, well, just call Cozine, not meaning me, but they're saying like, call the company, you know? And so it's, it's interesting as we have um, done that, which I think is, has been a positive thing for us. Um, it's interesting to see how that's kind of developed into a brand. So to answer your question, I kind of, I, I feel like I am, I am one in the same mm -hmm. <laughs> to a point, you know, cause I'm always, I learned that a lot from my dad. You know, when you're, when you're a funeral director, trust is so important with families. And so that's super important to me. And so when I'm out publicly, you know, I, I mean, I realize I'm carrying the load of, you know, family, people are looking to me to say, do I trust him? And can I trust him with my mom? And so that's, um, Carries, carries some extra weight, I guess. It does, doesn't yeah. it? And trust is so very important in mm -hmm. business in general, but especially in your line of business. I believe right? so, too. Um, what type of social media platforms are you guys on? Well, we have uh, a Facebook page, and um, we also use Twitter. Um, you know, it's interesting. Social media is such a great avenue, and I, I definitely am on social media, but I think for me personally, too, it's like I, I've found myself deleting some of my like LinkedIn accounts and my personal Twitter accounts just because I do not have time to mm -hmm. to do I, I didn't mention we have six kids too. Oh, so, wow. you know, when, when I'm not, you know, doing what I do every day, you know, I'm, I'm home with kids and mm -hmm. my wife, Carolyn, who's super supportive. And so, you know, there's only so many hours a day. I keep thinking like, you know, looking back, they should have created a 48 hour day. So we'd have 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> I would, I would use it all up. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, I appreciate you being here with us and talking to us a little bit about your story. We're going to go take a short break and hear a word or two from our sponsors, and then we'll return to hear the rest of Ashley Cozine's story. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. 
Welcome back, friends. We are here with Ashley Cozine, and we are having a wonderful uh, conversation about his business and the the history and what we're looking forward to in the future and his entrepreneurship journey. So it's really interesting, uh, Ashley, that during the pandemic, you guys had the audacity to decide to build. Right? Isn't, isn't that true? Isn't that something? Oh my gosh! Can you talk to us about I, I, some I, of those challenges? Yeah. Ebony, this is like the craziest thing building during an <laughs> epidemic. So we were actually, you know, I mentioned we've been working on these plans for, I mean, a number of years. And I, I really thought we would have started building even a few years ago. And just, you know, things just didn't work out exactly. And, you know, like anything. And so you just kind of, you know, power on and motor on and say, okay, I, I got to keep, I can't give up the dream. I got to keep going. So we literally were ready to break ground in about February of 2020. And I mean, literally weeks before uh, COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty devastated, you know, when it first happened because I thought, oh my gosh, we've worked on this for years and what am I going to do? And I, you know, I started thinking like, if we can't build this building, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do what I'm doing, you know? I mean, you start really questioning all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, I was talking to different people and I said, hey, I, I got to really um, think hard about this because this does not, this does not look good building, starting a new building at the beginning of a pandemic, especially when it is related to funeral service. And I didn't want to be looked at as, you know, wow, they're opportunists, you know, they're taking right. advantage of all that. And so um, we, we decided to put it on hold and but I'll tell you what, what was interesting with all of that for me personally was I actually modified some of the design. You know, for example, we took out our, our, uh, our uh, fountain, you know, drinking water mm. fountain or whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we decided, I told you, you know, we kind of want to focus more on hospitality and things. So mm -hmm. we kind of took that out and we thought, you know what, what do hotels don't do that? They have the nice water jugs with the fruit and the water. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought that's, that's not that's not something people would expect. And so let's, let's do that. So there were little things like that. Wow. Um, but I think the biggest thing that struck me was how I realized how important funeral service. And when I say funeral service, I'm not talking about a traditional funeral. I'm saying how important funeral service is to people. And what I mean by that is um, when you have a pandemic going on and you're, you know, we were down to 10 people at one time for funeral services and to see families who had lost a loved one not be able to have their family and friends surround them mm -hmm. at a just a critical time in their life, um, it made me realize, you know what, what we do is really important. And and so with all the changes with funeral service, though, you know, with celebration of life and just change in society and church and things like that, it even made me more excited to build the building because I thought. You know, even if there's this pandemic doesn't go away, people can still have a small gathering in a beautiful setting. And, um, you know, like our building, for example, has a really large room that has a um, video wall. It's actually a TV, like high definition TV that's mm. 16 feet wide. Wow. And so it's it's amazing. It's not a projector screen or anything. Nice. And then there's, you know, we have a beautiful living room with a fireplace. We have an outdoor patio with a fountain and a fireplace. So, so there's, you know, really... Even if you were down to 10 people, you could still have an amazing mm -hmm. place. And I thought, you know what? This is important. We need to provide something really exceptional for families if they can't do, you know, a larger service. But so anyway, we, you know, kind of 
got through a few months of COVID and, you know, it was tough. I mean, we were being a funeral director, we were right in the middle of it. I mean, we were going to the hospital and, you know, some of the places, you know, we were calling nursing homes and saying, Hey, we're not really comfortable coming into your nursing home for, for your patients. And, but for us too. And so, you know, everybody was learning, how do you deal with this? And we were right on the front line of it. You know, right. I mean, we weren't staying at home working from home. I mean, we were right. taking care of families who were losing people dying of COVID. Mm-hmm. So about, you know, probably, um, July or so of 2020, I just thought, you know what, we got to start building this. And so I called our contractor law company, Dennis Kirshen is a mm-hmm. really good friend and I've known him since high school and they've just done an amazing job with us. And, um, I called him and I said, I think we need to start. And I said, I don't know if this is a smart decision or not, but, um, we broke ground in, um, August, August 3rd, almost a year ago. And, um, that was another really cool thing about that was, you know, watching all these people out there working, mm-hmm. thinking, you know what, we're providing jobs for people yes. during a really tough time. Correct. So there were some really um, challenging, eye-opening. I mean, there were good, bad, all that. It was it was crazy. What <laughs> wow. a fantastic you know? story! But it but it made me just my resolve just got really like I I just kind of put in my heels and I thought we got to move forward. Mm-hmm. But here's a cool thing, you know, we beat when we started. We actually built all the building cost increases. You know, so. You know, we, our doors were very delayed. That's kind of what's delayed us, you know, overall in the project right now. We're, we're a little bit behind, but, you know, if we would have started that, you know, say four or five months later, I mean, we could have been building forever and we'd been paying, you know, 40% more in costs. Mm-hmm. So we were really blessed that we made the decision to, to do start. it when we did. Yeah. yeah. What's on the, I mean, I don't know if you've finished this horizon yet, but what's yeah. on the next horizon well, after no. you get this open? I'm just getting started, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, um, this what is, you can tell that's yeah, not no, proprietary. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So one of the things that, you know, this building that we're building is actually phase one of two phases. Okay. We, we almost were going to tackle the whole thing, but then I, you know, I'm glad we didn't because, you know, the building alone is almost 16,000 square feet. So it's, it's pretty good size. And yes. so there's a lot of details and, you know, we're, we're there every day kind of checking things. And, and like I mentioned, there's just a lot of details, building details and unique things that are, you know, unique to this building. So um, I'm really glad we didn't start that. But I really believe the demand will be there for us to have services. And we're going to need that. I mean, we're still going to need to have another room. And so phase two would include what I would call maybe a chapel, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be a chapel, but it would be in a large room. So hypothetically, a family could have a funeral service or a celebration of life service in that chapel of phase two, and then literally walk down the hall and have a reception. Mm-hmm. We didn't put any preparation room or anything like that in the building. Cause I, again, then it would be a funeral home. Right. So instead we have a catering kitchen. That's really cool. And it's, you know, you can literally, the caterers can just drive into the, you know, back into the garage, unload. They don't have to walk far to, to serve people. And so we really, you know, I mentioned I, I went to a lot of different conference centers and hotels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took a lot of notes when I when I should have been in meetings. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was out taking notes and pictures. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's a big one. I, I want to start that soon, that phase two. And then another, I also kind of have a vision for another even larger venue on our property. Um, we have 55 acres out there still. Whoa. And so, um, you know, I've been to f- like three weddings this summer and— we had to drive out of town for every single one of them, you know, like I think um, Newton, Cheney, different places. Right. And so they were beautiful places. But um, the thing that's unique for us is that, you know, like for most venues, they 
they're trying to, you know, book those for the weekends. But for us, we use them, we can use them all week. Correct. And then they can be available for the weekend. So it gives us, a, I think, a really good competitive advantage. And so, um, you know, everything we're building is are things that we personally can use for our business, but then offer that to the community as well. Well, I think it's almost time for us to do what Don calls uh, the fun portion of, <laughs> all right. of the interview. Although this conversation has been fun all the way around, hasn't it? I've, I've had a great time. Okay, good job. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I was waiting for the slam, but she didn't slam me <laughs> no, this time. So. It, it may be coming. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not done yet, right? Yeah. Wait till we go off mic. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all good. Just to undo some word association. Okay. And uh, I'll give you one word. You give me one back. All right. It's not wrong because it's your word. You good with that? Depends what the word is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Leader. I would say vision. That's it. Failure. Happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. You know, got to get used to it. You're going to have failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, college. Kansas University. Okay. I was wanting you to say that just for my partner's benefit. All right. I'm leaving. Are you, are you, are you okay, State? Yeah. Okay. I, I got to tell you a quick story. All right. We're gonna, I'm, cha- I'm taking off your time. Uh, okay. Here, but. I hate that. So my wife and I <laughs> met at over. a KU football game. All right. We both are KU grads. My, my son, Hillard Cozine, uh, is playing football. He just, he, he's not going to play this semester, but he was playing at K-State. So when they called him, I had to like get rid of all my Jayhawk stuff. Uh, I, I my Facebook page has a picture of Carolyn and I in in uh, purple at yes. the stadium, and all my friends were calling me going, "What, oh, man. what is happening? what happened to you, <laughs> man?" <laughs> so we are we are a house divided, but I I have love in my heart for the for uh, Wildcat Nation, well, even, even though I'm now. a KU oh, guy. You right. have to now, just oh, football, not basketball. Oh, <laughs> See? No, that was that was the other thing when Hillard went to play football. I can say this because he's not playing football right now. But I said, here's the deal. You can go to K-State and play football, but you better always love the Jayhawk basketball team. Gotcha. Go. So, gotcha. So he's he's done that. Well, that didn't work. I tried to uh, <laughs> <laughs> give some shade to E and it backfired. That's right. <laughs> uh, the chamber. You know, the chamber, um, I'm going to say this is, I'm going to say career, but I have to explain that. The chamber for me personally has been really huge in my life. And it really started in about 2001 when I was selected to be in leadership Wichita. Mm. And, um, you know, I mentioned I'd grown up in Wichita forever. Um, but I think being a part of that program was really um, instrumental in, in where I am today. And I, I credit it to Wichita, leadership Wichita with the chamber. Um, you know, from that point on, I was able to... Um, do leadership Kansas mm-hmm. and traveled across the you know state and learned all about business. Met tons of great people. Um, you know, I, I did forty under forty. You know, with the chamber, and um, you know, then I did take that kind of career path change where I did a lot of stuff with the National Funeral Directors Association. But I always knew that I wanted to come back and get really involved in the chamber because it it really kick started my professional career. I think That's so. Awesome. I, I love the chamber. I'm super proud of and supportive of it. Excellent. I love it. I love the chamber too. Last but not least, beverage. <laughs> beverage. I'm going to go with an English classic, Bass Ale. Mm. Bass. You can't find that very often here. Truly, Ashley, I appreciate you being on the show, hey. E. It was quite a lovely conversation. Thank you for taking us on the journey with you and talking about your business adventures. Friends, we've come to the end of our show. 
We appreciate you listening to another Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator. Make certain that you like us. Make certain that you leave comments and let us know who you'd like to hear from. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.